Hi, this is Josh. Before you listen to my podcast, I wanted to recommend another podcast that I think you'd really like. It's called A Good Cry, and it's hosted by comedian Michael Cruz Kane, who's awesome. He chats with friends, comedians, other notable people about their grief. Not just the hard parts of grieving, but also the memories that have made them laugh, the dumb stuff people said to them, the ways they've recovered from these feelings, or the ways that they didn't. Every episode is a funny, joyful, and yeah, occasionally sad reflection on grief. The first episode features guest Stephen Colbert, who you've probably heard of and who speaks really beautifully about this topic. So check out new episodes of A Good Cry every Thursday, starting whenever you like. You can start now, but like listen to Make My Day First and then start. Or don't. I, I recommend it either way. Hello, this is Josh Gondelman. No, I'm sorry, I'm Josh Gondelman, and this is Make My Day, a comedy game show. The world is a stressful place to be, so every week we try to make it a little nicer, a little more friendly. I play a game with one guest or team of guests who's guaranteed to win because they're the only contestant. As we play, I assign my guest points based on how much their answers to my questions delight me specifically. Then at the end, the winner receives a $100 donation to the charity or aid cause of their choice, and we each give a pep talk to someone or a group out there in the world that we think needs it right now. I hit my lamp gesticulating, and maybe that showed up in the audio, and maybe it didn't. I just want the listener to know that's how excited I am for the show. I'm lamp-smacking excited. Today's guest is one of my very favorite stand-up comedians. He's appeared on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. He performs his solo show, My Dad Isn't Danny DeVito, at venues all over New York City on October 27th through 30th at Acme Comedy Club in Minneapolis. He's recording a new album. So if you're in the Minneapolis area, go see him. Enjoy the show. Come see him in New York. Welcome to the show, Anthony DeVito. Oh, thanks, man. That was so nice of you. Thank you very much. (laughs) Of course. Thanks for being here. Um, It was so nice to to see you the other night at New York Comedy Club. Yeah. I've been really enjoying, like, running into people again. (laughs) Yeah. It's so nice. Yeah, I find, I don't know if you're like this, where I'm like, I'm overly excited about it, where they were like, they're like, we weren't that good of friends. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like, it's sometimes it's like a person I'm really excited to see, like always excited to see yeah. you, get to watch you work. But there are some people Same. where I'm like, thank you. There Somebody I saw recently that I like don't know very well, but was just like, hey, and I wanted to say, which is so rude, I forgot you. <laughs> totally. No, no. I, <laughs> well, it's such a, it, 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 honestly, it's such a more genuine moment because you go, I forgot you existed yeah. in this world. And now you're and back. And now it just remembered me. Yeah. You're back. You're, it's, it's like, it's incredible. Yeah. You're it's alive. Incredible. <laughs> Yeah. Like, think about all those people in the snap where Thanos snapped yes. his fingers yeah. and then they came back. That's the feeling That's that I sort of like. have. Yes. Yeah. Just because of a year and a half away from people. So just like seeing like a very casual acquaintance and just like, right. oh, surprise person. Right. You're a bunch of molecules in the yeah. world. I completely <laughs> still, forgot. They're still all stuck together, ambling <laughs> yeah. around. It's yeah. so nice. And it's so, so nice. And it's so it's so funny because so much more for the people like yourself. I'm so I'm so excited on such a different level to see you. Yeah. But I know you. You're in my you're in my frame of mind all the time. Yes. But for these other people, yep. it's like I've never actually seen it's a wonderful life. But I'd imagine <laughs> it's that moment at the end where you're you're all still here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I- I'm still here. You're still here. Yeah. <laughs> it feels truly every day running into people, and, and which is like such a gift. 
to be so excited to see people who I have so little attachment to. None. I have no <laughs> attachment and none attachment. And then it's 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 so excited. And then they'll go like, oh my God, now I guess I'm so excited to talk to you. Yep. And then after six minutes, it's like, well, I don't actually know you. Yeah, I don't know you. I have nothing, I don't know what you know about me. Absolutely. I want to say your name is Mark. I just hugged you like we both came home from separate wars and met in the middle. <laughs> Oh my God. How funny would that be? One of those soldiers coming home videos where they do that giant hug and that beautiful embrace and they just go, I'm not Adam. (laughs) Even the dog is a little bit like, who the hell is this guy? I mean, man, I'm psyched too to be here, but <laughs> very. I'm, I'm so hyped up about this. Hey, I'll tell you what, it's better than war. <laughs> yeah, beats yeah, war. I'll be Adam if it makes you that happy. Sure. <laughs> well, we tell, how long have we been married? You, yeah, tell, you yeah, fill me yeah. in. I'll Where live do this we life. live? <laughs> a two bedroom. I love a two bedroom. This is incredible. <laughs> this is even better than my pre-war life was. Man, if you don't think Paul Rudd is starring in that movie as as not Adam, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> no, that is so good. And he would make it likable. You wouldn't be like, uh, is this stolen valor? Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. I think I like it. Whoever the real Adam is, I can't not like he's not no Adam Paul Rudd. Yeah. Yeah. He's <laughs> no Paul Rudd. That's for sure. Five foot three powerhouse with the charisma of a seven foot tall man. <laughs> Incredible beginning. I think we should jump right mm. into our game. Our game today is called Old Favorites. Your stand-up, Anthony, is so funny. And last time we worked together, Thanks which so is much, man. You, of course, you're welcome. Last week, you had so much great material about being just a little older. Neither of us are old people, but I think right. we both thought recently a lot about getting a little older. So today, I'm going to ask you questions about the best parts of aging. As always, I will judge your answers based on accuracy, creativity, and how much they delight me specifically. Anthony DeVito, are you ready to play Old Favorites? I can't wait. Perfect. Let's start out right down the middle. What is the best thing about aging so far? So far, for me, I found the best thing about aging is that uh, my mind, or my body, rather, has more votes than my mind does in the uh, (laughs) political house that is my body or my person. How does that Um, manifest? That manifests itself in like, let's say like when I was younger, like when I was younger, I was I was just at the controls of a madman. So, you know, I don't know if if that really makes sense to you. But if it was like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to have a dozen, not a dozen. I've never been able to do that, but I'm going to have four whiskey shots. Sure. There's nobody. There was nobody to stand in the way of that. Mm -hmm. But now if I have one, my body will physically make me (laughs) nauseous. Achy, my head will start ringing. So, so my body has just—it's um, gained more control, and I feel like there's more harmony within my system. I'm under better leadership. I would say that. <laughs> right, the, the checks and balances are more robust. Yes. Yeah. 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 It does not allow. It allows less way maniacal bills to pass on its watch. <laughs> right. Your brain can't just be like, hand, we're passing four whiskey shots right to mouth. Yeah, yeah, and brain yeah. and, and like like awareness of tomorrow morning are like, ah, veto. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and whoever the Congress is mm-hmm. um, in this Osmosis Jones situation <laughs> that we created. 
<laughs> Osmosis Jones, I think, they made the right choice in not making it kind of a quiet political drama. Well, that's where we'll argue, Josh, but sure. Uh- <laughs> Incredible answer. Yeah, mm. your body gets to outvote you, what your brain wants sometimes. I think that's really incredible, uh, really impressive. That answer is worth um, 463 points. Wow. That, yeah. Uh, man, I feel great. Coming out swinging. <laughs> Next question. If that's what you like the best about aging so far, what is the thing you're most looking forward to about continuing to get older and eventually being old? What I'm enjoying is that I'm getting closer and closer to who I am. Mm-hmm. Because like, even when we were talking about it a little bit earlier, you uh, you start shedding that idea that you have to prove anything to anyone or anyone else's judgment matters. So I am really embracing uh, this person. Like this year for my birthday, all my friends, they got me. Because I, I, you know, enough people have told me that I'm laid back to just kind of uh, just agree. And I guess that's what a laid back person does. They go, oh, I guess I am laid back. But... <laughs> They got me these, they got me me a a clock with a parrot on it with all fives that says it's five o'clock somewhere. (laughs) Is that like official Jimmy Buffett branded merchandise or is it just (laughs) Buffett-esque? I think it's Buffett-esque. I, I, I bet actually if I re- if I said something, I bet some parrot head would cause quite a stink in telling me about how there's no certificate of authenticity, which I can, you know, I'd imagine is just two coconuts. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, but, this, is a, this is from Johnny Buffoo's line. Yeah, yeah. Counterfeit. But they got me that, and then uh, another friend, uh, another friend of mine, got me these like finger bands, which I think in uh, I, I don't even know honestly, but I think in like surf culture or Hawaiian culture, yeah. they're meaningful. Um, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to denigrate anyone's what they believe in. Um, and then another friend got me uh, a tumbler specifically that I could drink on the beach. So they've all sort of I, I received this like this sort of Jimmy Buffett starter packet this year. And, and twist, they're right. And I love all <laughs> these things. <laughs> and, and it made me, not only was did it make me happy, but I literally turned to my girlfriend and I went, I'm going to put this to so much use. <laughs> so. I, I love that your friends, this birthday, they celebrated it like it was your retirement party. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And like, they knew you and you knew you. Exactly. You know, there was no airs whatsoever. They were like, we know you're this, you've been quietly becoming this person. We're going to push you in the direction of this person. And yeah, I can't wait to follow Jimmy Buffett on the road. (laughs) Defend songs like Pineapple Telegraph. Oh, Pineapple Telegraph is one of my favorites. (laughs) Which which I I would imagine is a real song. I think we're joking, but I think it's a real song. I can't, like, when you said it, when you said Pineapple, I was like, this is the name of a real song, 100%. And then you said Telegraph, and I was like, I'm only at (laughs) 50-50 that it's made up. This would be a little off topic. Do you think there are moments in Jimmy Buffett's life where he, I mean, he's an artist, right? Like any of us, right? Yeah. There has to be moments where he has to, you know, something must happen in the world that Jimmy Buffett must go, 
I should probably lend my voice. And then the people around him go, no, you just sing about Palm France and that's it. He's like, wow, I mean, I can't support an endless war in Afghanistan. But, and they're like, Jimmy, they just put a, they put a like, hollowed out coconut full of rum in his hand. And he's like, just what was calms I thinking? Him down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, let Billy Joel speak on this issue. <laughs> yeah, they just shove a Mai Tai in his face, and he just he takes one sip and he just goes, "Where was I?" So the pineapple was talking to the coconut. <laughs> they do it. It's like the reverse of that scene from Pulp Fiction where they bring Uma Thurman back to life. They just jam like a, a, a syringe of Malibu into his chest. It's an epipen of a daiquiri. And he just wakes up and writes another hit. Oh, there I was in the Alamoana Mountains. Well, the sand on the beach, yeah, Tickles my toes. I'm like, oh, God, thank goodness. I thought he was going to talk about abortion. <laughs> my gosh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's about to weigh in on legislation. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I mean, this answer is truly worth a thousand points. There's no way around it. Right. Incredible answer. All the Jimmy Buffett songs. <laughs> Perfect. Next question. What is your favorite discontinued food item? Okay, uh, I think, and uh, I'm I'm almost positive they're discontinued. But uh, Rice Krispies treat cereal. Oh, I remember um, that. Yeah, I was so happy for the elves. <laughs> <laughs> I, I truly, I truly believed they never got their due with just. Rice, Rice Krispies is a legacy cereal, in my opinion, sure. much like Corn Pops, yep. where it's not actually— Rice Krispies tastes like an envelope, but <laughs> it was it just— does, It tastes like the best part of the envelope. Yeah, sure. I'm not, knock, not knocking people who eat envelopes. I bet there's some fine folders out there. But these poor—they seem like they were—their names were dedicated to the cereal, uh, you know, Snap, Crackle, mm -hmm. and uh, Crisp. But then I've never thought the cereal— was got the do enough for the name. You know what I mean? I'm sure yeah. one of them, they were like, I'd love to be Kevin, but I have to be crisp because I I'm a touch. Yeah, pop. I, oh, pop. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. It was no, pop. That's You're okay. right. You're, um, crisp but, is yeah, better. <laughs> but yeah, he had to be pop all because of a cereal that I don't think people like that much. No. So when Rice Krispies Street cereal, which by the way, Rice Krispies Street cereal, they just made Rice Krispies Street. They just plopped them in milk. Yeah, they just that hit it with a it. hammer. They let it get stale. They hit it with a hammer and then put it in a bag. There was no that that was such a that was such a power move in my opinion and in, in, in that regard. But then I also I just was so happy I felt like the elves finally had something attached to their name that people enjoyed so much mm -hmm. that they finally got the respect mm -hmm. that they deserved. I agree. I yeah. that really was the cereal. When you say it's a power move, that's the cereal that really that you that draws a bright line of like what kids' parents don't give a <laughs> fuck what those kids eat. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, Mom, can I have Rice Krispie <laughs> Treats in the morning? Yeah, life's hard. Enjoy. <laughs> that was, Yeah, Rice Krispie Treats are almost grounds for taking a kid away from its parents. <laughs> if somebody found out about that. Right. It's like the, it's the prelude to like, look, we don't care if you drink. We just want you to do it here. <laughs> 
Yeah. People talk about weed as a gateway drug. Rice Krispie treats, the treats, not yeah. the cereal, are such an underrated. Oh, uh, so underrated. Uh, such an underrated, like, Baked good. They're so yes. easy. They're not elegant. I feel like I never see them around anymore. But mm-hmm. like if somebody, if I was at like a party, New Year's party or something, and someone broke out a tray of Rice Krispie treats, oh. I would be so happy. I would have to All over it. stop eating. I would have to stop myself from eating an amount that was like inconsiderate. <laughs> you know, I right. yeah. not being the guy that's like, did you eat five slices of pizza? There were two pizzas for ten of us. Like, oh, right. Sorry. There's that moment at the party where you go, how much more do I care about eating this in the moment than I do about coming back? Do you know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, to yeah, these yeah. people where you're like, how well, how much do I care about these people to justify? I'd rather have more Rice Krispie treats that I'd still like to be friends with whoever with these, these people, people are. Rice, yeah. My allegiance to Rice Krispie treats <laughs> is strong. And you're just like a work friend of my wife at <laughs> right. a job she's about to quit. Yeah. Yep. I'm, getting, I'm popping eight of these. I'm going to throw up in your kitchen. I'll never see you myself. again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Rice Krispie Treats cereal. Incredible answer. This answer is worth 614 points for the number of Rice Krispies I think are in the survey. I don't know. <laughs> 614. Next question. What do you consider to be the most important piece of wisdom that you rejected or just like didn't understand when you were younger, but you appreciate now? So when I was in my uh, mid-20s, I was just starting comedy in New York. I was doing improv before I was doing mm-hmm. stand-up. And one of my improv teachers, uh, I believe his name was Ari Vakitis, really, really funny guy. He was like, enjoy these times more than the times when it works out. Just because these are the times when you have actual community around you. You're doing things. You're going from like open mic to open mic with all your friends. You're figuring things out. Um, you're learning. Um, because I think that's the thing. And I didn't, I got it. I took it in, but I didn't fully understand. Because as you do comedy more and more and you get more successful at it, you're just alone more. Yeah. And it's, it's more procedural. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's less chance of unpredictability. And I think in the beginning, you have just like, anything can happen at any show, at mm-hmm. any moment. It could be you, but it could it could happen. <laughs> Chaos could happen yeah. anywhere. And there was like, um, there was like a beautiful, like almost like uh, optimistic, I don't know what the night could bring uh, in the early stages of doing comedy. And I'd imagine mostly doing anything. As you as you get older, it starts to become more predictable. It starts to become a little lonelier and it starts to become a little more, more boring, I would say. So that was the piece of advice that I've always like really uh, was told and was like, oh, wow, this magnificently came true. I think a lot about how grateful I am for like the way my life is, but I do sure. remember, like, our friend Robert Dean and I talk about, like, where's the hang? Like, where are people hanging out? Yes. And and we're talking about, like, do people hang out less? I mean, obviously, this last year and a half has been, like, a down year for the hang. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's, how I, that's what I would call it. <laughs> yeah, not the chillest, most partying time in America. Jimmy Buffett is... Not at his at his zenith right now. <laughs> Stop here for Buffett. He's singing the song. He's like, sometimes mangoes need to cry. And you're like, all right, Jimmy. But but is it like the culture of our colleagues and the people that and our friends in stand up? But like you know, in in any art or or affinity group, craft group, are people hanging out less? 
or are we just old? <laughs> and I think, yeah, I think I'm old. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Yeah, I think it's a little. It's I think it's a mix of both. Mm-hmm. I think um I think the opportunity isn't there, sure. so we're not taking it. And if it was there, I don't think we would take it as we did in such abundance because we can't because of our bodies. But uh, I do miss the opportunity for the hang to be there. Yes, I'd say. <sighs> That's a great answer. This answer is worth two hundred and ninety-three points. Next question: What from your youth is the thing you're happiest to have grown out of? I would say, um, and this is probably more going into my teenage years, as uh, when I started, uh, I think, cultivating identity for myself as the the funniest person in the room. Sure. Uh, I'm so happy to not be that anymore. There was a brief period, senior year of high school, where I was I bought a bunch of hats from the mall, and I would come to the dinner table in my house as different characters based on the <laughs> hat that I was wearing. <laughs> and I, I'm so happy to not have to. And I, I know this is like sort of contradictory. We're comedians. I'm saying that I'm on a podcast, you know, making jokes. But like, this is our job in some yeah. sorts now, you know. But, but but then it was like, oh no, there was this craving for getting that feeling all the time. Yeah. In such insufferable, inappropriate sure. moments. And I just remember sitting at the dinner table in a Cockney British accent, just asking <laughs> for soup from my grandma. <laughs> I, had, I had some of that in me too. Like I was yeah. like the one, like in high school, I was like, I was just would do bits. And it was, yeah. and like, I think my friends, among my friends, we would have a good time. But when I was around like, you know, new people, it's like not a good <laughs> to just be like, Hey, like you can't just be that guy. Like it's the oh, people just want to be like, how are you? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. People just want to say hello, and you you force them to be in an improv scene. Yeah, yeah. And it's like they've never asked for this. Yeah, and you're just like, hey, I was talking to my buddy. Would you rather eat a live gerbil or a dead snake? And they're just like, come on, man. I'm just trying to, like, get a slice of pizza and, like, yeah, biology man, I, class is hard. Yeah, yeah. I just met you. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, oh. This It's such a good lesson to learn and just, like, be chill. And now, Tumblr on the beach. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Complete opposite. Complete opposite. Just hap- looking at a cloud. People are like, what are you watching? <laughs> Watch, right, watching the cloud. Like it's the Game of Thrones finale. Just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. shit, this is good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That one took a turn. <laughs> Cumulus at the last moment. <laughs> <laughs> Great answer. This answer is worth 449 points. That is the level that my blood pressure rose to thinking about the person I used to be. <laughs> so... This is, I know these are like very positive questions. This mm. last question is has like a slight twinge of negativity to it. But sure. I, I think I, I think it is full of delight because I do like uh, talking trash. And this is getting older. I think part of it is like being a little skeptical of new things. Even if you come to go like, actually, this is great. I, I love this new thing. Um, it's, it's new and refreshing and exhilarating and I'm on board. But sometimes you're like, no thanks. So what is the worst new thing? <laughs> I think I have two in mind. 
One of them is that when you're young, uh, any bodily thing that happens to you is now dangerous. <laughs> that, I hate that so much. Because yep. like before, if I felt pain somewhere, I would just be like, oh, it's something fried and horrible that yep. I put in my yep. body. Totally. But now I'm like, oh, this could be a thing. So yep. any any bodily pain, I immediately I, I like I run to the doctor. It's a mm -hmm. I, I think my body is um, I think there was like a little bit of hypochondria, sure. in me, and I think now um, there's some validity to that mm -hmm. hypochondria, just given that we're getting older. And man, that sucks, man. It's that a bummer. Sucks. It's a yeah. real bummer to be like I, you, I when something would hurt, like you know, I would like trip or something. I think I like probably separated my shoulder playing softball when I was like 25 and it right. just felt bad. But I was like, well, this is going to feel bad and then it's going to feel fine. And now right. if I like wake up and my back is stiff, I'm just like, is this the day? Is this the <laughs> first day of this being forever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this me for the rest of my yep. life? Yeah. And, and, and I always think too, um, like, a disease needs to be named after someone. And I always think, <laughs> God damn it, this will be my legacy. Yeah. Because you're gonna get the you're gonna get the name. You're gonna be like the first guy to have the disease of like the back of my foot hurts every morning. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's yeah. DeVito Yep, that disease will be some awful metaphor for how I lived my life. And it'll, <laughs> it'll, become, it'll become synonymous with that. Like, yeah. careful, you're going to get DeVito syndrome if you keep walking around like that. <laughs> barefoot. Like, you can't be barefoot now? That's the thing. Learning the stuff that, like, feels bad as you get older. Just yeah. like, I can't, like, sit on the couch too long. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah! I shake out my legs, and I'm like, "Oh God!" Yep. You just went when you see yourself do those things you only saw like in uncles or fathers. Mm -hmm. You just oh, it's heartbreaking. Yep. My dad worked construction for 40 years, and so by the time I was a kid, he had been in the industry for like over a decade, as I, right. I would say. And so when I was, you know, when I was 10. And he had been 20 years in construction. I go, oh, I understand why you're achy. And I have the softest lifestyle. <laughs> and I'm still just like, my shoulder feels weird. And it's just like, well, it's the same, but for no, there's no excuse for it. It's a horror. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. The degradation of the human form. That's 45 points, bringing your total score for this game of old favorites to 2,868 points. The highest all-time score in Make My Day history, Anthony DeVito, how do you feel? I mean, I feel amazing. Wow. <laughs> the, none of my body hurts now because hey, of that. Hey, <laughs> that's pretty good. This is like sitting on a beach singing a song about a cloud. <laughs> As this week's grand prize winner, you have won $100 towards the charity or other cause of your choice. Where will the money be going? Uh, send it to Planned Parenthood. Great choice. Planned Parenthood, we all know it. It, it needs funding. Great. Our final segment this week, as every week, are the pep talks. Anthony and I will each give a pep talk to a person or group we think might need or deserve it this week. I'm going to go first. My pep talk is for babies. In many ways babies. You have it pretty good right now. You never have to worry about finding a public bathroom. Somebody brings all your meals directly to your mouth. Your desire for surprise and wonder in the world can be satisfied by noticing your own hands or closing your eyes and then opening them again, revealing the world is still there. <laughs> and eventually, 
things will get harder. You'll probably have to get a job, which is a pain in the ass. You'll learn what jobs and asses are soon enough. <laughs> and you'll occasionally have to change residences and wait in line and all sorts of strenuous or boring stuff. But there are good parts also. You'll get to choose what you want for dinner and enjoy art that isn't just a bunch of trinkets hanging above your bed. <laughs> That's the problem with mobiles, right? After your first night on Earth, they're reruns. The best part, though, <laughs> is you'll get to care for people the way you're being cared for now. Not exactly the same way, necessarily, but you'll get to figure out who you want in your life and how you can support each other. And it's not always easy, but it does beat having to cry until someone figures out what you want every time you need to, like, go over there or have recently urinated. <laughs> There's a lot to take pleasure and pride in, even if it never matches that initial thrill of, holy shit, these are my hands? Take that, M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> Anthony DeVito, the floor is yours for a pep talk. Oh, man, that was so cohesive, so <laughs> succinct. That was great, man. Mine will be a little bit more wild. <laughs> no, that's all right. That's what the I'm, show is. I just, I'd like to give a pep talk to DJs. I feel <laughs> like you folks have been unfair fairly lambasted and been the butt of jokes for going on the last five to ten years. I can't tell you the amount of times that your profession has just been used as, well, they must be a piece of shit. <laughs> and there are and what have you done? And it could be that I'm from New Jersey and most of my friends have grown up to become DJs. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, man, all you're trying to do is to Spin some records, get the party started, have some laser lights flash all over a dark room. <laughs> Most likely get skin cancer from the horrible self-tanning you've been toured in your life. But I just want you to know that I appreciate you. And I'm not the one saying that it's a bad job. Thank you for your service, DJs. <laughs> Thank you for your service, DJs. I bet they don't get thanks like that a lot. <laughs> Incredible pep talk. Incredible gameplay. And that's been our show. I'm your host, Josh Gondelman. This was Make My Day. Thank you to this week's champion, Anthony DeVito. Anthony, where can people find out about your work and your upcoming shows, the album recording and, and the solo show? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at comedian uh, Anthony DeVito. And you can follow me on Twitter at Anthony DeVito underscore. Perfect. Donate to Planned Parenthood if you have a couple bucks. I'm going to make that information available in the show notes. If you have your own answers to today's game of old favorites, tweet them at me at, at Josh Gondelman or at Make My Day Pod. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And that's the show. Make My Day is a Radio Point production produced by Houston Snyder and Naomi Steinberg, recorded and edited by Kat Iosa, executive produced by Alex Bach, Rich Corson, and Daniel Powell. If you like the show, Please rate and review it as highly as your conscience allows. A five-star review really helps. We'll be back next week. Until then, have several nice days. 